0: All right, so uh, back for another Cutting Room Floor. Uh, this week we are in First uh, Samuel 3. Uh, that's what you taught on last mm-hmm. weekend. And you kind of had some, you know, the, the frame of Cutting Room Floor is the stuff you couldn't talk about sure. in the sermon. So what was left on yeah. the floor <laughs> that you want to pick up sure, yeah, and yeah. share about?
1: Totally, yeah. So, I mean, the main focus of the teaching on Sunday was talking about, like, hearing God's voice and yeah. listening to God speak to us. And kind of related to that, but also kind of tendentially different at the same time, is in the opening lines of 1 Samuel 3. Let me just read it, because I think we'll get the flow of it here. The text says, The boy Samuel served the Lord in Eli's presence. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare, and visions were not widespread, and Eli, whose eyesight was failing, was lying in his place. And so the connection that we talked about on Sunday was this connection with God's word, the word of the Lord, God speaking. Okay. And oftentimes, and I think rightly so, we you know correlate that with either God's written word, you know, spoken voice, something that we you know audibly hear or receive, in in that sort of kind of natural okay. format when it comes to hearing. Yeah, which kind of makes sense. Makes it's sense. Intuitive Genesis yeah.
0: one, and you sort of yeah. build out. God and,
1: speaks like there's something coming yeah. out of like someone's mouth breath. or God's mouth, breath. All yeah. of those connections with you know, speaking and hearing yep. with connection to God's word.
0: But you're going to sort of give us another, yeah, another,
1: another way. S- yeah, another angle, if you will, yeah. to this is in verse 1, like what I just read, there's a connection between in those days the word of the Lord was rare and visions were not widespread. Okay. And you have that detail where Eli's eyesight was failing. Okay. And so now we're talking about God's word and things related to sight or vision. Hmm. And the question that I'm basically just kind of posing is why the connection in the text between visions and sight and the word of the Lord? Because at least for me intuitively, when I think of the word of the Lord, I think of either something written or something spoken, Mm -hmm. not necessarily something that I'm seeing. Okay. That makes sense.
0: So like you think, you know, 21st century, like God Speaks a word to me, I hear a voice or like some sort of impression thing, or vo- impression. Yeah, yeah, something, yeah, or you're reading the Bible
1: exactly. Yes, and here, though, in First Samuel 3, there's a connection between vision and sight and God's mm. word. And so, what I kind of want to do is just very briefly kind of explore because I think this is not just a one off thing in First okay. Samuel 3, this connection with vision, sight to God's word, okay. and just explore kind of through the Old Testament a couple different passages that speak to this, and then maybe land with okay, what does this actually mean for? us as we think about what it means to engage with god's word um so genesis 15 the first time that at least the phrase the word of the lord the word of god appears Mm -hmm. is in genesis 15 and so this is we're going back to the time of abraham and the first verse of genesis 15 says this after these events the word of the lord came to abraham in a vision and Mm -hmm. so there you just have it really explicit god's word and vision are just right there Mm -hmm. paired together just like First uh, Samuel 3, where the word of the Lord was rare and visions were infrequent. Mm. And so kind of right off the bat, as you kind of follow through with the story of Abraham, Abraham seems to be not just dialoguing with some like non no, like non-body voice that's kind of abstract or distant, mm. but with an actual figure that's mm. before him. Okay. So there is something visible to Ab- Abram as he's engaging with the, quote, word of the Lord. Okay. Which... It's just, again, interesting to point out so far. We're just kind of making some observations yeah. here as we go along. Okay. Um, then you have, again, 1 Samuel 3, uh, that story that we just uh, referenced to. Mm-hmm. But that was verse 1 that I referenced a moment ago. If you go down to verse 10 of 1 Samuel 3, the text says, The Lord came and stood and called, as at, as like the other times, Samuel, Samuel. And just the quick observation I'm, I'm making here in verse 10 is that you have the connection to the word of the Lord in verse 1. Here in verse 10, it's the Lord came and stood. In front of Samuel. Hmm. So now there's something visible that's happening, at least if you're Samuel in this story, where it's not necessarily Samuel just hearing something like in the distance or an impression without, you know, some visible no. engagement. That's because happening. how would
0: he know that he was standing, standing unless he could see something? See
1: something. Exactly. So there's the connection and there's the detail. The Lord stood and called to him as like the other times. So, Mm. you know, as you at this point, exactly, that's kind of the impression or the implication that you get when you kind of look at some of those details. It's not explicit in those other times, but with this detail here in verse 10, as like the other times, you're going, huh, I wonder if the Lord was actually standing there that whole time and calling out to Samuel. So again, that visual thing that's happening there. Uh, The next example, uh, Jeremiah chapter one, it's kind of a semi-famous passage where the word of the Lord comes to Jeremiah. It's that fire shut up in my bones Mm. um, passage. Um, but here in Jeremiah chapter one, I won't read through all of it, but the first nine or 10 verses or so are kind of like God's call to Jeremiah, the prophet. Okay. And the word of the Lord comes to Jeremiah verse two, word of the Lord comes to Jeremiah verse four. And then in verse nine, it's the Lord stretched out his hand and touched my mouth. Now we're all in the same sort of scene. Hmm. So we've just been told the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah two times, but in that same sort of scene that this is all happening, there's again, something tangible and physical, that's taking place. The Lord's hand is, is stretched out and is touching Jeremiah's mouth.
0: So in these three examples with Abraham, uh, with Samuel and with Jeremiah, you have this sense of our presupposition might be simply God is saying something vocally mm-hmm. or the word of the Lord could be something we read. Yeah. And what you're saying is actually it can have more, more nuance.
1: Exactly. Yeah. There seem to be, and especially when you kind of dig deeper into some of these narratives here, there seems to be this kind of character, if you will, the word of the Lord and the Lord Yahweh himself. And the narrate the narrator or the author would often just interchange kind of who's like the subject of the verb, so to speak, who's it's, actually doing the same actions. with
0: the angel of the Lord. Yeah,
1: very similar. So like in previous kind of conversations we've had, you'll have the character, of the angel Lord appears, the angel Lord does X, Y or Z and then seamlessly like the next line then the Yahweh or the Lord does X, Y, or Z. As if, wait a second, is there two characters or one? But I think this is again intentional, this merging of the word of the Lord and Yahweh or the Mm. Lord together as something that's not just like an audible voice or noise or impression off in the distance coming to a character, but as a tangible physical presence of some figure, some person Mm. um, in the narrative. Um, But you do also, though, and I think just to kind of maybe kind of loop back around to maybe how we more intuitively often think about this concept, you do have plenty of Old Testament passages of God's word being something that does proceed from God's mouth, Mm. that does seem to be like an audible kind of vocal sort of thing. So Mm. one quick example, Isaiah 55, it's, again, a beautiful semi-famous passage. Mm. You know, it starts with, come to me, all who are thirsty, come buy from me honey and and gold Mm -hmm. and all that sort of stuff. But as the passage goes on, Isaiah 55, verse 11, uh, God is talking about, you know, beforehand, my ways are higher than your ways, my thoughts are not your thoughts. Uh, then he goes on, the prophet does, so my word, referring to God's word, uh, so my word will be which goes forth from my mouth. Hmm. Again, so we're talking about now something, not necessarily like a physical figure or person, if you will, but again, this, uh, an audible word or a spoken word that comes from yeah. uh, God's mouth. So my point yeah. in just, Kind of merging all these kind of categories together is that you do have both in the Hebrew Bible.
0: Can I ask a category question though? And this we didn't we didn't plan on this, so riff run with me. Yeah, yeah, Uh, totally. (laughs) Or not shut me down. (laughs) Um so where does something like a dream fit? Yeah. Because in some ways that's highly visual. Yeah. And potentially because it's happening in someone's like internal world. Like psyche or imagination. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um like, God could be speaking it, but it is visual. It's visual, It's yeah. sort of another combination exactly. of those
1: things. Yeah, and I think that's interesting because I, I do think in that instance, we are using kind of maybe our modern language and also biblical language okay. of merging these two categories together. Okay. And so what I, I I don't, what I'm not saying is that it's one or the other, mm. that the word of the Lord is only mm. this, at this point in the biblical narrative, this mysterious physical figure that's standing, at least totally. in our example with Abraham. I hear for you're example. using
0: it in like, it's saying like there's a diversity yeah. of ways in which the, the word of the Lord arrives. Arrives, yeah. Could be a figure standing at your, your bed. Totally. It could be simply a word that you hear, mm-hmm. or maybe even there's a visual thing that happens in a dream. Exactly. That comes.
1: In some no narratives way. are maybe a little more clear as to whether maybe that character is having a vision or what we might consider a dream. Mm-hmm. But I do think in first Samuel three, it doesn't seem like Samuel's dreaming as you read through that narrative. Totally. He's awaking up from yeah. like resting. Totally. So it's very clear. He's not yeah, asleep yeah. in those yeah. moments yet. Still, the word of the Lord is coming to him. And there's that kind of subtle hint in verse 10 yeah. that there's a physical standing presence there. The there whole someone time. standing there. Yeah. Um, God himself, the yeah. word of the Lord himself. Yeah. So there is, I guess, there's, I don't want to be unclear, but there is some murkiness yeah. in the best sense. But I do think that's to help us not just box in our own kind of modern categories what the word of the Lord is mm. when we're thinking and about exactly it. it. Exactly how it happens. Exactly how it happens. There's yeah, some murkiness in a good way, which actually should kind of, keep us humble and open as to how we might encounter yeah. the word of the That's Lord. Does that, yeah, that makes we sense?
0: Can kind of want to say, this is the three step process that always happens. Exactly. And yet, when you go back to the narrative, it's like, eh. actually when you unpack these narratives, there's a lot of ways that God communicates.
1: Exactly. And I think as we kind of, kind of bring this and kind of land this a little bit with some new Testament yeah. and how this applies a little bit more okay. is think about even just Jesus himself. Right? Okay. So clearly in John chapter one, John is referencing the word yeah. and it's pretty obvious by the time you get to the end of chapter one, that this word is Jesus yeah. who is taking on flesh who's yeah. visibly incarnate. Yeah. Like you can't get around that That's at good. all. And at the same time, there's this level of when you go to like, say like a Hebrews one passage where the writer of the Hebrew says in times past, God spoke in a variety mm-hmm. of ways. But now in these last days, Hebrews 1, God has spoken to us through his son. Mm. And so there's a level of where Jesus is the word in the physical, tangible Mm. presence. Mm -hmm. And Jesus is also God's word in that some writers say it like this. Jesus is what God has to say. Mm -hmm. So when you think about like the life and teaching and the actions of Jesus, God is speaking through those stories, through those narratives, through like the life of Jesus himself, whether jesus is like audibly speaking in that moment whether it's just jesus touching a leper mm. for example that nonverbal act is still god speaking his word mm. in the person of jesus if that kind yeah. of makes sense
0: would it be maybe fair to say like on the ground in everyday life it's kind of like uh, there's all kinds of things we could listen to mm-hmm. and there's all kinds of ways that god can speak yeah but if god has a favorite yeah or a central
1: way he's like Jesus. Jesus, exactly. And I think that's when it becomes really crucial when we say, like, what does it mean to talk about the word of God or the word of the Mm -hmm. Lord? Again, I'm going to nuance a few other things here too, but at the very top of that list needs to be the person of Jesus because now we're seeing back from the Old Testament, emerging of these categories of the spoken audible sort mm. of thing when Jesus is speaking, he cool. references in the gospel of John, I only hear and do what the father tells me to do yeah. and his actions. This is that merging of the physical mm. and that audible in the person of Jesus, that's the cool. word of the Lord. Yeah. Um, but then you also yeah. do have, I think
0: John says, right? The one that we saw yes, and touched. And touch.
1: Exactly. Yeah. yeah that's first John one, that opening yeah. prologue in that letter of John is like all of this physical language yeah. I saw, I touched, I, I encountered yeah. this word, this living word in the person of Jesus. Um, And at the same time, though, again, maybe this is more how we think. And I think this is right, too, is that when we think about the word of the Lord or the word of God, there should be some level of yes, for sure. The scriptures are Mm. a huge part of that. So like when you Jesus references back to, say, in Mark, chapter 12, he references a psalm that David wrote. Jesus says David himself said by the Holy Spirit. So it's David who's writing it, but it's also the Holy Spirit, God himself, speaking those words. Okay. So when we're thinking about like the psalm, for instance. So and for that instance, sort of
0: Trinitarian people, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, like we can't just say, it's only Jesus, only read the gospel. Yes,
1: exactly, yes. Like,
0: oh, no, 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 because the Holy Spirit has inspired all the other, all these other scriptures te- all these other, All the other scriptures, exactly. That we also need to say as, oh, that that is the... The, the word is it Devarim? Yeah yeah yeah, 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 divar so yeah, yeah, Devarim, yeah. The, the word words of God, of God,
1: exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, like, Jesus is affirming that when David is writing, at least in this very specific instance, in Mark twelve, Psalm, I think it's one hundred and ten, he's quoting yeah. that it's David himself writing, but it's also by the Holy Spirit, That's good. and so this is God's word. And so you just, you know, we can do multiple examples yeah. to extrapolate how this is why we believe that the Scriptures are God's very word mm-hmm. to His people. Written, this is in why written we form. don't
0: just like chuck those to the side and say. Look what Jesus said. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, so we're okay. a whole Bible type people. Yep.
1: Another quick example 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, Paul is referencing his own speech and word to the Thessalonian church. For this reason, we constantly thank you that when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it not as a word f- uh, of men, but for what it really is the word of God, mm. which also performs its work in you to you yeah. who believe.
0: Yeah. He says something similar in Colossians, yeah. too. Yeah, it's, good. it's yeah, this yeah.
1: idea. So like when the apostles are speaking yeah. and they have written their text down, there's a level of where the scriptures and the apostles are saying that this is mm. God's word to us. It's good. Now, I think where it gets a little bit tricky, for instance, maybe kind of land with this, is that, okay, we might get, you know, Jesus, this merging of the word of the Lord, physical, audible from the Old Testament, like this is kind of riffing yeah. on some of those themes. Clearly, Jesus is affirming, the apostles are affirming that God's written word is the very words of God yep. to us for his people. Okay. And then you do have this level where I think when you look at the especially the narratives of Scripture, how God interacts with the characters in particular, and we talk about this some on Sunday, is that we would still say that God is speaking His word to us in a very personal way, whether it's like whether or not it's you know chapter and verse, you know this particular passage in the Mm. Bible. But we but then we have to kind of nuance that out a little bit of like, well, that's not Bible, but it's still God speaking Mm. to us. If that makes sense. Sure. And I think there's we just should have those categories though yeah. of God is still speaking to us. God is still revealing his word to us in a very personal way, yeah. but that's never going to be in contradiction to or in opposition to Jesus and the written word in scripture.
0: So maybe would it be fair to say like, I don't know, the image that sort of pops into my brain is bowling. Mm. Like,
1: you know, like there's some the railings, there's some railings sure, there yeah, totally. of
0: like, yeah, Jesus, the written word, like if Jesus says something, if, if you feel like God is speaking to you personally, yeah. but it's outside of those bounds, yeah, you should probably consult back to scripture, exactly. consult your community and say, huh, this is kind of what I'm sensing. For sure. What's going on here? What's
1: going on here? Exactly. I think that's why those first two categories of Jesus, the scriptures, yeah. then really help inform, because I do believe God speaks personally to us and it might doesn't necessarily mean it's like chapter and verse verbatim quote. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't go in contradiction to the life and teaching of Jesus and the the written scriptures. Yeah, if that makes sense.
0: Totally makes sense. And I think the irony is the sort of the inversion of our culture mm. is like chafes at yeah anything that holds personal authentic experience or expression yeah. above it for sure. Is or limits it? Yeah, is like anathema.
1: And yeah, and it's like totally against my like like, desires and what I want. Exact, hundred percent.
0: So there's this interesting humility almost Mm -hmm. that's required. Yeah, to interpret personal experience, to hear correctly. For
1: sure, for sure. I think that's it's huge, especially when we're talking about engaging. With God's word and God speaking to us, kind of bringing this back, even to what I was talking about earlier about the Word of the Lord being this physical Mm. presence, this figure in some of these Old Testament Mm. texts, and this written and/or audible, kind of spoken sort of thing, there is a level where I think, kind of like the take-home to wrap all this up, is that we're not just engaging with some dry words on a page or some distant words from a far-off place, but we're engaging with a person, Mm. Jesus, and I think when we're talking about God's word, it's to meant to be this dynamic, relational, vibrant sort of connection, yeah. if you will. Um, and I think so much of what the Old Testament is giving us are these categories of mm. these characters engaging with That's a good. real presence, a real person in the word of the Lord.
0: Yeah. I, I'm i going to pull this for a little second longer. Yeah, totally. I, what sort of pinged in my brain as you were talking was Paul's language of the body of mm. Christ. Yeah, yeah. Right? Because now you're getting not only like, you know, standing at the the bed. Oh, sure. Yeah, Jesus yeah. at incarnation, mm-hmm. but after ascension, now you still have the body yeah. of Christ is actually the language
1: used to describe the church. The church, yeah, for sure. And to see that, like, that becomes both like an an extension and an expression of Jesus Himself, mm. like here on earth, and that we become the kinds of people. I think about even like the kind of bringing this back even to First Samuel a little bit where the text at the end of chapter 3 of 1 Samuel 3 talks about how like Samuel's words essentially be, God's words became Samuel's mm-hmm. words and that what the words that Samuel yeah. spoke did not fall to the ground. Yeah. And so there's this intimacy and this connection yeah, between totally. God's word and now Samuel's word because of that relational connection yeah. and bringing that back to what you just said about the body of Christ that yeah. we are collectively going to have that connection yeah. with Christ. So that what we say and do and in the context of what we're talking about today yeah. speak are not like Bible per yeah. se, but they are God's words in that sense of, we want to be so close to God that what we say and yeah. speak to one another are God's life-giving words to each other.
0: And Jesus kind of riffs on that too, right? Like the binding and loosing yeah, stuff. Yeah, totally. Like oh yeah. There's some the authority. authority. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. To his people. For sure. Sorry, I pulled a no, I love field, that. that was great. It's sort of this interesting of tracing the physicality. For sure. Or yeah. even the metaphor. Yeah, totally. Of body. And embodiment, and how uh, that
1: connects all the way through. I think that's great. Through speaking, yeah, for sure.
0: Fascinating. Cool. Thanks, man.
1: Awesome.